Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value came in, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to hate. It's how they run, homie. Look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. All right, so at the beginning of the year, December, I call 2023 will be the year of investigations, and it's proving to be right, left and right. And by the way, it's not even over with. This is just the beginning. Today was a circus show, obviously, with what they're trying to do to the former president. Uh, some are saying, well, this is what he did, and we have to, you know, nobody's uh, above the law. We got to get him, and we got to do this, and we got to do that. And then some are saying this is the weaponization of the justice system to use to eliminate a potential candidate. But there's there's some people that are saying, wait a minute, that's not really what's going on. Did you see what happened today with the 500-page Apple uh, research that came out against DeSantis, which Tom will comment on? What do you mean by that? Well, they just released it this afternoon. I don't know if you saw this or not. We'll talk about that as well. Dems uh, dump a 500-page of DeSantis opposition research. Wait till you see what's on this website. We'll go through this together for you to see. So there, some are saying, well, I think this is happening because the real person they're going after is DeSantis. They want Trump to win it so DeSantis cannot you know, go for the general because he can beat him in general, but he can't beat Trump in the primary. There's a lot of different things that's going on right now. Having said that, having said that, this is a sad day, to be honest with you. This is not a good thing that's going on. No. For the country. It's just because what this does is revenge politics continues, mm-hmm. but it's about to go to a whole different level. Don't forget, Trump's got how many kids? He's got Ivanka. Four kids. He's got Eric. He's got Don. Don he's got Tiffany, Tiffany. And he's got Barron. Oh, Barron, five. Okay? He's yeah. got five kids that he's got. All of them have the genetics of this guy who's a fireball. And the one that may end up being the one that causes the most mayhem for these guys, the youngest one, who's just 16, 17 years old, because he's witnessing this the most. Mm -hmm. So you have to know that this kid is living with this rage. So you're you're essentially creating the second or the third, uh, another like a Kennedy type of a legacy with five kids that are going to remember how you treated their father. Uh, in a situation like this now, uh, Trump, Tom, if you can, I got a bunch of thoughts. I want to get into it. If you don't mind just leading us with the different, you know, uh, 34 felonies that they're talking about up to 136 years, I believe it is. If he does end up, if they end up getting him on all of them, the maximum sentence, 136 years. Obviously, these are very nice, fun tweets <laughs> to post for people who can't stand this guy. But we know how this thing works. Why don't you take a minute and talk about the 34 felonies? Well, first of all, we uh, took a look at the indictment, doing the same thing a lot of other media is doing right now. And we took a look at the first four. We went through them. And what he's done is they've done a thing called parsing. So let's take a look at it. They have You have one count of you know filing a misleading business record, and that's related to that you wrote a check. Then they're calling it one count of a misleading business record because of the invoice that Michael Cohen gave him for that check. And then they have one count, which is related to the voucher or the entry into the accounting system. So they're at, And then they have one more regarding um, ordinal record keeping. So what they've done there, they've turned it into four violations on a single day on what really is, you got an invoice, you wrote a check, you gave it to Michael Cohen, and you wrote it down in the journal. That's really any sane person would be one act. So it gets them to say 34 counts. 
So th- that, I believe, is a sensationalized headline because normally what happens on these is these things get combined later into five or eight or whatever the counts that they can, they can hold water. That's the first element. And to me, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. When you look at something like this, this is puffed up. This is really puffed up. The second thing you look at is they're calling it a class E felony. So I'm like, I'm turning off TV and I'm going to New York State Bar Association and the New York Criminal Defense Association because I wanted to read what is a class E felony. I don't want talking heads or anybody spinning, if you know what I mean, Pat. Mm -hmm. So here's what we found. This is a class E felony. A class E felony, um, there's a nickname for it, barely a felony, barely class E, and it's, so it's barely a felony. And most of the time, these things will be um, actually high-level misdemeanors, like a solid misdemeanor. This is the list of class E felonies: aggravated sexual abuse in the fourth degree, violent; uh, criminal mischief in the third degree, violent; arson in the fourth degree. Doesn't say violent, but arson's pretty damn violent. Computer tampering in the third degree to defraud multiple victims. Interesting. So that sounds like a syndicate of uh, you know uh, identity theft. Criminal possession of stolen property in the fourth degree, acquired violently. So in other words, you bonk somebody and stole a bunch of TVs. Uh, rape in the third degree. Now we're talking rape. And then what? Criminal sale. Yeah, that's a Class E felony. Criminal sale of cannabis in bulk. In other words, distribution, not just I had some grass or maybe I had a bag of grass, but back when cannabis was illegal, I guess. Then criminal sexual act in the third degree. Now then, if we get to welfare fraud in the fourth degree. That's a white-collar crime. So in other words, maybe people had passed away and you committed a bunch of welfare fraud. And then falsifying business records in the fourth degree. This DA took this and pushed what is a misdemeanor into the Class E felony. And to make it stick, Pat, they have to prove that the crime was a falsification because it was tied to a second crime. And they're saying that second crime is campaign finance, which Hillary's campaign was fined for, campaign finance violations, a couple years ago with no real headlines. That is what Bragg has done. He has pushed these into a category that includes arson, aggravated sexual abuse, rape in the third degree. Those are all class E felonies, lowest level felonies in New York State. Astonishing what Bragg is pushing here. This is the same guy that uh, uh, has got a 52% of downgrading felonies to misdemeanors. Going the other way. Yeah, going the other way. Like so, I committed rape and he brings me down to aggravated assault. That's right. So here we go. In his first, first year, Bragg downgraded 52% of felonies to misdemeanors compared to 39% downgraded in 2019 and had a dismal 51% conviction rate for the felonies he did charge. So the question then becomes... So when he gets up to bat, he only bats 500, which is terrible if we want our prosecutors to be keeping us safe. But, but what, what this really means to the average person is he is soft on crime okay so obviously this gets to people to say well they're using him to weaponize the justice system to go and eliminate a candidate that argument keeps creating momentum uh with what they're trying to do to trump but here's here's the other part you know how many times like at one point we will are we were all thinking andrew cuomo is going to be the president one day boom Hmm. the left immediately ah they used him up when they can boom get rid of him 
Hey, Fauci is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Boom. Fauci is not being written negatively about. Wait till his investigation In starts. Times. In the New York Times. <laughs> and by the way, his investigations are going to be very, very ugly. And we're going to see how many people turn against them. Here's the other one that we forget about. Michael Avenatti was supposed to be a presidential candidate. Everybody was talking about Michael Avenatti. My God, look how great he is. Look at this. He was the lawyer for... Stormy, Stormy Daniels. Daniels. Oh, he's, he's just, did you, did you see how he handled himself? Did you see how he did this? Guess who ended up suing Michael Avenatti? His own client went up against Michael Avenatti. I believe Stormy yeah. ended up suing Michael Avenatti, or he had to collect, she had to collect some kind Avenatti of... turned out just to be a first-class scumbag. He, he bought a Ferrari with righteously acquired settlements yeah. that he ne- he never he didn't just take his third in escrow and then give it to the victim he took all of it and he bought for, I think it was two Ferraris there you go Michael Avenatti is found guilty of stealing from Stormy Daniels they were once united in an effort to topple Donald J Trump but even then a jury found Mr Avenatti was stealing from his famous client by the way do you remember when Avenatti tried to uh, 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 scare a Nike into Nike. having to pay him. What is the amount he like was? Twenty million bucks. No, no, something. it was. It, was it twenty million? It was a big number. Michael Avenatti. Type in Michael Avenatti Nike. Uh, 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 where he asked for, and then Nike just reported it. Yeah, it was a big number he asked I'm for. I'm going public, and your stock's going down. That's remember the right. Threat that That's they reported. Right. And what was the number, if you remember? Was it a $25 million $25 from million. Nike by yeah. threatening the company with bad publicity? Just a dirty guy, right? So the next thing becomes. Is it, is it going to be Alvin Bragg's now with this? Is this the next useful idiot that they're going to use? Here's the part, okay, that you got to give respect. Who is more strategic, the left or the right? The left. The left. Right now. Who is more united, the left or the right? I would say the left. Is it fair to say that the left right now is willing to do whatever they can for what? Whatever 20, they can to, for what? 24. Okay, but, but, but remember, some people will say something else. So I'll, I'll open it up and we can have discourse on this. Is the left willing to do whatever they can to, to win. make sure no Republican wins in 2024 and they win? Or is the left united to make sure Trump never gets a chance to get into the White House? Which of the two is more of a priority to them? I think Trump is, I think de- defeating, neutralizing Trump in any way they can is more of a priority because he is a strong, positive, galvanizing force for the middle America voters. And so many things are showing like in COVID to have been a fraud. I think people are waking up and I think they will do anything to keep him out of the ring. That's not the guy they want in the ring. Okay. So then if you can go to the, uh, uh, the Apple, uh, 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 against DeSantis, uh, show this, the Apple research that came out today against DeSantis. Uh, matter of fact, just go to Google so everybody can see when you type this out what comes up. Just type in Google, uh, uh, DeSantis, Apple, Research 500. Research 500. Okay, if you can click on this, boom. While all of this is going on, Washington Times, Washington Examiner, Axios, Dems dump 500 pages of DeSantis opposition research. Okay. Bingo, what's this all about? Uh, Tom, you just shared this with us a minute ago. If you can click on it to go to the side right there in the middle. American Bridge. Okay. If you can go there and zoom in, zoom in. And, Tom, you were reading this a minute ago. Go up a little bit. If you can go through some of them. No, I'm sorry. Go down. 
Look at that one right there. Go ahead, Tom. Ron DeSantis is a failed governor, and then they provide a bunch of links to that. This is standard opposition research, and it gives talking points to any news media to use. in St. Louis, Missouri, that doesn't have a research department, but they let, use this. List them. Ron DeSantis Ron is a threat DeSantis to Social Security and Medicare. Social Security and Medicare. Ron DeSantis is a bumbling, corrupt, and authoritarian politician. That's about COVID. That's about Disney. Ron DeSantis is an extremist on the issues. That's their alleged don't say gay. Keep going. And then they, they've got literally dozens of links, some with numbers in there. None of this is a picture of Ron DeSantis in college. None of this is Ron DeSantis got a drunk driving conviction as governor. Nothing like that is in here. This is all opposition research, neatly packaged so that any journalist, pundit, tweeter, or newsroom in St. Louis, Missouri that doesn't have a research budget can go grab this and be, ladies and gentlemen, this is what you see when you suddenly see all the news media saying the same thing at the same time. They're putting this opposition research out to take a chunk out of DeSantis, and he hasn't even officially declared. Yes, but, but this causes a different conversation, though, Tom. Why launch it today? Why release it today? Do it today because everybody's going to be talking about Trump and nobody's going to be talking about this? Oh. Is there real fear knowing? Because when you look at the data, the data shows that DeSantis beats Biden head on, but Trump loses to Biden by two points. Mm -hmm. But Trump beats DeSantis in the primary, so they want to make sure that Trump beats. So, so then the argument becomes both ways because some people could say, well, they're really trying to you know, make sure Trump wins this whole thing by going after him like this. This is helping it. Is the, you're thinking they're that Machiavellian where they're going to be able to do to give these eyeballs to Trump for him to beat DeSantis? Do they really think Trump needs this to beat DeSantis? So with or without this, do you think Trump's going to beat DeSantis? With or without this, does Trump beat DeSantis? Oh, in the Republican primary? Say, this, say they don't indict him. In a Republican primary, does Trump beat DeSantis? He's uh, certainly the favorite. I, I, however, you know, it's a little too soon to start. Does this help him or hurt him? Does this help? Does this Santa's? help him or hurt him? Does this help or hurt Trump? I think Trump's going to use some of this oppo research himself on DeSantis, to be honest with you. I think, you know, if there's anybody that's been calling out DeSantis more than anybody, it's been Trump. With but the hear me out with the question. And the, Does the this sanctimonious... help Trump more to beat DeSantis or did he not need this to beat DeSantis? That's the real question. I don't think I don't think he needed this. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if he needed so, so this. So do you think he needed it? I don't. I don't think so. So if he didn't need this, then that Machiavellian thought pattern to think that he, they're trying to get him to get more. Because in my opinion, here's what happens. This is my opinion with this whole case here: winning the battle, winning the war. I've lost many battles, many of them, and they sucked. And I would watch my enemies to see what they're trying to do to me. I'm like, okay, that hurt. That was good. Good for you. But then I'm like, but you're, you just strengthened me by what you just did. There was an event one time we're in Las Vegas. You remember the event. We're across the street, an enemy of ours is having a convention. Okay? Oh, the yeah. entire convention, I'm getting text messages. And all these names that they're saying about us. Okay? We're, at a, we're, at, we're a smaller company. They're a bigger company. But I kept getting recordings being said. They just said this from stage about you. This person said this about you. That person said this about you. And next thing you know. My Instagram blew up with people saying, hey, man, everybody's talking about you guys. What are you guys doing over there for this many people to talk shit about you? They must fear you, right? I saw a, the floodgates open of calls to me. Yep. They won the battle, 
But then all of a sudden, we're getting the calls. Fast forward seven years later of this event. This was six or seven years ago. I don't know the exact timeline, but it was a while back. So here, this is what they're doing. What was the mistake Democrats made in 2015 and 2016? If you remember, what was the mistake? The mistake was they kept having Trump on 24-7, CNN. MSNBC. That was our friend CNN, Chris Lick. MSNBC played to over that. and over and over and over and over again. And then all of a sudden, one day they realized what was happening. They were helping him. Oh, and Jeff I, Zucker. Yeah, the they're like, wait yeah. a minute. What are we doing, guys? We're helping this guy. Stop. This is too much. We can't do this anymore. And then it's too late. He's a president, right? Tonight, this guy's going to have an event tonight, okay? And his event tonight, um, uh, uh, his event tonight is he's going to come and give a message. Okay, when he flies back, it's going to be a fiery event. Okay, his base is flipped out right now, furious. Mm -hmm. Whenever you do something like this, you best make sure you're right because the track record Democrats have of going against Trump, they've been wrong and they've lost nine out of 10 times. Russia, this, tax, this, that, every, boom, boom, fail, 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 fail. All you're doing right now is waking up the people that were never going to vote for Trump on this one. They were ready to go to DeSantis. You just got some of those guys to say what? You know what? I don't think this is fair. I'm going back to Trump. I don't think this helps him. Every channel, every publication, every website, he just raised $7 million since being indicted. God knows what that number is going to be by the end of tonight. That could hit a $20, $30 million number all by doing this. So Dems may win the battle, but they may lose the war. Unlike COVID, I think in COVID what they did is, in COVID, Trump won the battle, they won the war. You know what I'm saying? Because they got him to get, you know, not get reelected. Correct. Until we look at the finish line for COVID is extending, and there's a second chapter that's here. But Trump's already— But by the way, it was dirty to say the least, but you got to give them credit to their strategy. You got to give them credit to their strategy on what's happening there. So— uh, anyway, so having said that, Tom, you said something about Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton herself, uh, 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 Clinton was given $113,000. So when you go back, Clinton campaign class, uh, classed uh, these expenses, flashback to Hillary Clinton, quietly settled campaign finance violation last year and was never arrested. Okay, never. In 2022, Hillary Clinton was fined by the Federal Election Commission after an investigation showed that she and the DNC misreported payments made to a law firm during the 2016 campaign to obscure the spending. The AP reported last year the firm was Perkins Cole, which hired research firm Fusion GPS, which then fabricated evidence compiled in the Steele dossier, which was later used by Congress to impeach Donald Trump. The Clinton campaign classed these expenses paid to Perkins Cole for opposition research as legal services and for the misrepresentation Clinton was made to pay a fine of $113,000. Trump is looking at the possibility of handcuffs for the same charges, mischaracterization payments to lawyers as legal fees when those lawyers were passing on the money for another purpose. Now, wait a minute. There's two things here. Remember, if you're listening, that money was in the Clinton campaign. It was in the campaign coffers of Perkins Call. It was used for the Steele dossier. It was in the middle of it. This money was in the Trump Corporation to pay Stormy Daniels. This money never was in the political campaign. That's right. Do you see the difference? Of course. It says Clinton and the DNC said the payments were legal fees, but settled for the fines anyway. Clinton paid a civil penalty of $8,000 while the DNC paid the remaining one hundred five. The DNC. The DNC. 
Correct. So in other words, it was a campaign finance violation, period, end of sentence, full stop. Whereas this is the girl gets some money. She's not supposed to talk. These are NDAs. These are all over the place. We've seen them in other companies, other places. This was not in the campaign. And they're saying, oh, but he was trying to mislead the American people in the campaign. Listen, if he can't prove a second crime here, this is not a Class C felony. And it's not 34 counts. And by the way, to the news media people that did the math, did 34 counts times so many years to get 136 years, you are such a fraud. You know who you are. And if that writer is listening, you know you're a fraud. That is that is pathetic. Any person that was charged with this, the most you go to is double. Okay, well, you would normally get four years for that. We'll make it eight because you did so many of these. They knock, they 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 consolidate sentences and do what's called concurrent sentencing. Happens all the time. Happens with killers, serial killers. This is this, so you read these headlines. There is such thirst in corners of the media. Are this. you surprised? Oh, nobody is surprised. By the way, Alvin Braggs just made some comments. If you want to play it, Rob, so the, we can hear this. False statement. Why did Donald Trump repeatedly make these false statements? The evidence will show that he did so to cover up crimes relating to the 2016 election. Donald Trump, executives at the publishing company American Media Incorporated, Mr. Cohen, and others agreed in 2015 to a catch and kill scheme. That is a scheme to buy and suppress negative information to help Mr. Trump's chance of winning the election. As part of this scheme, Donald Trump and others made three payments to people who claimed to have negative information about Mr. Trump. To make these payments, they set up shell companies, and they made yet false. Hmm. Hey, look. By the way, you want to see what uh, Trump said about this? Here's what you Trump see said about at this. The table there. There's his legal team. Yeah, I saw that. Trump said this about this. He says, "Wow, District Attorney Bragg just literally leaked the various points. This is yesterday, and complete information on the pathetic indictment against me. I know the reporter, and uh, uh, so unfortunately, does he." This means that he must be immediately indicted. Now, if he wants to really clean up his reputation, he will do honorable thing and as district attorney indict himself. He will go down in judicial history and his Trump-hating wife will be, I'm sure, very proud of him. You got to realize, you, you listen, say what you want to say about this guy. This is a street fighter, baby. This is a street fight. <laughs> this guy's been trained for 50 years for this job. He's been trained 50 years for this job. Okay. Question. Yes, sir. Uh, and by the way, if you want to just wrap this up, so while we're on this topic, can you show the hush money you found, Rob, that the government has a fund called the Shush Fund that we pay for? Folks, you and I pay for this. Congress owes taxpayers answers about its, har- about its harassment Shush Fund. Now, what is this? Some may say, what do you mean by this? Since when are members of Congress and their staff accused of sexual harassment allowed to hush up and pay off their accusers from a secret shush fund full of taxpayer dollars? Since 1995, it turns out Congress, we all know, chooses to exempt itself from many of the same laws it foists on the rest of us. It's a grievance I hear regularly during my travels around the country as grassroots activists complain about the law or that regulation. If only Congress had to live under the same laws that we do, they'd get get it and they'd change it, right? If you go below... Do you have the list of the numbers, uh, uh, Rob? Do you have that list that you gave us to show exactly what's on? It's on uh, 
it's uh, there you go. If you have to list on how much we paid every year of the 18.2 million, it's on page uh, seven. seven. If you go on page seven and pull it up so people can see this, uh, is it on this page? It's on the notes that was sent to us. I can take a picture and send you the screenshot to show it, but this is what it looks like. Okay, if you don't have it yet. And, and while we're pulling that up, there, when you dive into research on this, there is bipartisan intimidation. So when a congressional aide or page, as they're called, assistance, and you have promising uh, college students from all backgrounds get a chance to go to Washington, work in a congressman or a senator's office doing this and that, and then all of a sudden you're getting invitations for stuff, and then the invitations get heavy, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, stop grabbing me, and it's literally sexual harassment. Well, there's a whole system on this, and they, on both sides of the aisle, Pat, they try to suppress it and disincentivize people from coming forward because they don't want any headlines in Congress, and it happens on both sides of the aisle. Rob, you got that picture from Let's Pat? take a look at this. So settlements every year since 1997, they came up with this in 95, the Shush Fund. If you can zoom in a little bit more so they can see it, 1997, it was six cases, settlements at $39,000. Then we had a big year of $1,603,000. You can see that in 2002, there was a lot of mess going on there, $3.974 million on 10 of them. Then you go 2007. That's 397 each. I bet one of them was probably a big one. It could have been a bigger name that we know about. 25 at $4 million, and this goes on every year. So now... This is a, a convenient truth on how they get to protect themselves, but you're eliminating a competitor, a potential opponent. Tom, right now, a couple names I'm going to give to you, and I, I want to see both of you guys how you think they're processing this. Obviously, everything right now is purely opinions. And, and, and Rob, if you can put a poll down there and put a poll saying – does this help Trump or does this hurt Trump? Let's see what the answer is going to be on the poll. Tom, what is DeSantis's camp thinking about right now? What is Biden's camp thinking about right now? What are Dems thinking about right now? What are Republicans thinking about right now? What I mean by Republicans, Tom, I'm talking a camp, you know, McConnell. I'm talking about, you know, uh, uh, the, the folks that are not necessarily a Trump Republican, the rhinos, right? So DeSantis, okay, Biden's camp, Trump's camp, Republicans, and Dems. What are they thinking? I'll take a couple. Maybe Adam will take a couple. Uh, I'm going to take McConnell, and I don't think McConnell's happy. McConnell is a, a good legislator. I think when he sees this indictment, any any lawyer or person is going to look at this, and they're going to think about the, the Clinton campaign finance, and he's going to be sitting there thinking, man, you know, this is weak, and they're really getting this guy revved up. So I don't think McConnell's going to be very enthusiastic about this at all. Uh, the core, the RNC, I don't think the RNC is happy at all. I think they've seen the opposition research. They see things come out. I think they're scrambling a little bit, and I don't think they're happy. Um, I think that I'll go to someone like Chuck Schumer. I think Chuck Schumer is going to put on a brave face in public, Pat. But I think behind closed doors, Chuck Schumer is raising eyebrows and 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 maybe he looks a little bit like the emperor of Japan. I fear we have wakened a sleeping giant because Schumer is smart and he's known Trump for a long time. And Schumer's a street fighter and he knows a street fighter when he sees him. And I believe that Chuck Schumer is sitting there. I fear we have awakened a sleeping giant. Sauce. 
I'm, I'm just thinking if I'm the Biden camp, I'm just reading The Art of War by Sun Tzu. And what's the famous quote? When your enemy is... Get out of his way. Just get out of his way. Yeah. Just don't even say anything. If you're Joe Biden right now, you just kind of let this circus play out because this is a circus. And, you know, I, I, for me, this is a very sad day for America because I was generally waiting until 2024, until the nonsense of political season basically kicked off. But this is the kickoff of political nonsense season. So uh, more than anybody, I'm sure there are a lot of people on the left that are celebrating this. I watched Stephen Colbert the other day, and you're talking about someone who's, who used to be, when he was doing the Colbert Report and Daily Show, just such an awesome, just instinctual comedian. At this point, like the you know, to be a great comedian, you need to basically have the art of surprise, but there's no surprise at this point. He basically... When they, this was what Friday, the news came out that the indictment was coming out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he says, "All right, guys, you know, Trump got indicted. The crowd goes wild." And for me, that's a sad situation because more than anything, uh, I care about America. What do you think our enemies, like our actual enemies, are doing right now? When China Laughing. is looking at us Laughing. right now, when mm-hmm. Russia is looking at us right now, when Iran is looking at us now, you're saying, "This is what you stand for, America." This nonsense right here, and it's just saddening to me because our enemies are basically looking and being like, this fucking circus of a country is just getting worse and worse and worse, and that's what they want. And I do agree that no one is above the law, but I also agree that nobody should be targeted by the law, right? And I think that's what a lot of people think is happening right here because this is about hush money payment to a porn star, okay? this There can be arguments made because correct me if i'm wrong this isn't the end of the investigation season of trump they're going to be investigating him still for january 6th they're still investing him for that phone call he made to georgia find me ten thousand votes there's going to be more to come and the fact that this is where we're at in this country is that the president has been arrested and charged for hush money to a porn star and they're using all sorts of legalese, and everyone's going to give their million different opinions. But at the end of the day, Donald Trump has been arrested for his interactions with a porn star. You know, you know, it's wild while all of this is going on. We're having a live podcast on Thursday with Giuliani and Ruben. Yeah. If there's anybody qualified enough to talk about what's going on with this for that Thursday night podcast that we're having, it's going to be uh, Rudy because he's gone through this mess so many times the last 50, 60 years. But uh, to me— you know, while you see something like this, is is are Republicans sitting here saying the following? The Republican voter. Are the Republican voters saying, man, shoot. Okay, so let's just say we get Trump. Even if Trump gets only four years, he's not going to get eight years to create momentum. He's going to get four years. And after mm-hmm. his four years, would Trump be willing to help DeSantis get eight years? So for it to be 12 years, because DeSantis is going to end up being a president, 70, 80 percent chance is going to be a president. Is it this time, four years, eight years? Nobody knows. But is he willing to do that? And if he does, are they going to let him do what he needs to do in four years? Or is it going to be like this every day? Every day Trump tries to pass a bill, a law, whatever, whatever. Every day they're going to say, do you know this came up? Do you know that came up? And the Republican, the average Republican voter is saying, dude, do I really want to mess with this for another four years? Then the MAGA voter is saying, no, this is exactly the guy that's going to get the job done. Who else do you want to put in there? Okay. The moment they're done getting rid of him, they're going to target DeSantis next. So whether you like it or not, they're going to target anybody 
that's on the right side. This is the right guy to come and get the job done. For you as a voter, how do you process this as a voter? You're a guy that's a policy guy, okay? You're not a guy that's like you're more about who can get the policies done and get the job done. How does this get you to be concerned about whether any of the policies that need to be get done, will, will he be able to do that in that four-year period? Well, yes, I'm a policy guy and on one hand, but over the last two weeks as this has been slowly you know, coming to a boil and I've been, you know, I don't just look at certain media and get myself revved up because I'm only looking at NBC and, you know, you know, 80% of that goes one way and it frustrates me. I'm looking at this now saying, you know what, this country needs to fight and we need to fight back and against what we, what is slowly becoming this, this standard. And you, you don't do that mildly. You don't do that with policies. You, you, you have to do that very deliberately and very strongly. Um, and we saw it happen with the Tea Party. We saw it happen with um, Reagan. Go back and take a look at, at this country, the Reagan-Carter uh, election. Didn't have the Internet, didn't have all that, but there was a lot of tension. There was a lot of stuff going on, and it took a strong force to come back and drive it. And so, yeah, Policy people may work in a bipartisan way, but, Pat, that's only when Congress is functioning as a bipartisan cooperative Congress. If they're not, then you need you need the strength. You need to draw the line. You need to hold the line. And, you know, it's the uh, it's it's a new world we live in. And I am a very, you know, pissed off voter right now with what I'm seeing. I'm I'm. Angered to action, not to revenge, but I'm angered to action really forcefully. I'm not going to go lightly with friends and family that I talk to. I'm going to be very logical. As I'm going to be Tom, but I'm going to be pretty direct with them about what what are you standing for? This is not a mamby-pamby time. This is, you got to say, this is your country. This is what you want. You, you, you want to be like the Brits who have prime ministers for 10 minutes? We've seen that. Three prime ministers mm-hmm. in the last, what, 18 months? And, yeah. they, and over what? Well, we didn't like Brexit and Boris is a drunk. Okay, three, two, one, and a vote's out. You want that? You want a revolving door? Or you want, you want leadership and people get shit done? Excuse me. That's where I'm at right now. You know, shit's real when Thomas cursing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head. Is that like looking ahead? You know, what do the next four years look like with Trump? And one can argue that it's going to be even uglier on both sides after all this plays out, because you know Trump's famous for saying, you know, if you come at me, I'm going to come at you a hundred times harder, right? So let's say he's acquitted from this, right? So let's go best case scenario for Trump. He's acquitted. Do you know how vindictive and ugly he could rightfully get? You tried to do Russia with me. You tried to do Ukraine. You tried to do this. You tried to do that. Then you fucking tried to throw me in jail. Do you know how ugly and vindictive it can get? And for the country, you know, and then the media is going to come after him, double down on everything. Like, I didn't think things could get even uglier than they did in 2016, 2018, 2020. And I feel like 2024 is basically like, yeah, hold my beer, buddy, because you were about to see how ugly things can get. And as Americans, th- this, is a, this is a sad day because I think this is the, the, the tipping point and the starting point for when the ugliness round two, round three, arguably, 
is going to begin. And and I don't think anybody wants that um, for our country. And, and the whole reason that Joe Biden even got elected, nobody was out there rooting for Joe Biden. It's just they didn't want the Trump-trained circus that was continuing to basically have a second term. And Biden's proven to be a walking corpse at this point. I, you know, I think even Dems, I think 60% of Dems, 55% of Dems don't want him to run again, whatever the number is today. Um I don't know. It's just this is not a good day for America. If you hate Donald Trump, I get it. I mean, or if you have Trump derangement syndrome, I get it. But this is not a good look for the country that you live in. The the election, we all know it. Eight to 11 percent voted not Trump. They didn't vote for Biden. They voted not Trump. And it was the dissatisfied you know, on a scale of one to ten, you're five to sixes, ten being liberal, mm-hmm. zero being conservative. The five to sixes on that moderate middle, mm-hmm. eight to eleven percent voted not Trump, not for Biden. And Pat says this all the time. There's ten to twelve percent of the country that controls the election. the country. The swing states, the the Midwest, the Rust Belt, and there's gonna be polling like crazy in those areas to see what they think about this indictment. And those are the people that basically our country goes. So we'll see what they have to say about this matter. We all know that 40-something percent of the country loves Donald Trump and 40-something percent of the country hates Donald Trump. And that's not changing. So uh, there's 10% of the country that is going to basically dictate what happens. I have a thought. I have a thought on what's going to happen. But before I give you that, can you play the clip of him walking into the court? 25-second clip. Can you just show this? Just look at his mannerisms. Look at his eyes. President Trump, will you come speak to us, President Trump? Oh, my God. They just play this clip on loop, on loop. Let me just tell you, if he... Is who no, there's our friend uh, Jason yeah. Miller over there. Get from, uh, what's it, Getter? What was it called? Yeah, uh, Getter. If you... He's right there with Trump, if, huh? If you if you think Miller about how he's wired, if you think about how he's wired, okay, mm-hmm. which is coming after you, do you know what this guy is thinking right now? Think about what he's thinking right now. Think about what he's thinking right now. They publicly humiliate. Let me tell you, like for me, okay. Let me tell you for me. You may beat this guy. He's got five kids. He's got five kids. He's got grandkids. This bloodline of Trump is not going away. They just effed up for 80 years is what they just messed up with. Not 10 years, not 20 years, 80 years. For 80 years, you're going to have have to hear this last name. 80 years. And there's only one strategy you can use to prevent that name from coming up left and right. And you know what that strategy is. Some try to do that with Kennedy, okay, with that strategy. But this one's not going to go away for a minute because Trump is more like Joseph Kennedy than he's like John F. Kennedy. I don't know if you know the difference, Tom. You know, obviously, John, jo- Joseph Kennedy was Absolutely. the guy that you feared, vengeance, I'm coming after you, I'm going to come, versus John F. Kennedy was the guy that never wanted to be a president. He was the younger brother with, with the back problems, and he had he had health issues, and his older brother, who was a pilot, who was supposed to be the one that was supposed to be the president, and he was the guy that the day his older son died, Joseph Kennedy went into depression for a few years, and then all of a sudden the younger son is like, I'm going to avenge, I'm going to come. And then boom, John F. Kennedy, and then RFK, and then boom. The difference here is 
the father, Joseph Kennedy, equals Trump. Exactly. And Trump is the president. To show you how tough it was, skip everything you've heard about Kennedy conspiracies. There were statements that were made by the mob that said, I don't know who did it. I don't know how it got pulled off, talking about the Kennedy assassination. But I'll tell you, I understand it strategically. Because if you had taken out, because one, one of the benefits was that Bobby Kennedy was no longer attorney general shortly thereafter. And Bobby Kennedy was prosecuting a ton of organized crime. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And the thinking was, why didn't, if, if you were worried about Bobby Kennedy and you were worried about how Kennedy had basically was a mobster, had two sons in the White House prosecuting the rest of the mob. And if, if you believe that, the thinking was, why don't you take out Bobby Kennedy? And he said, no, 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 don't do that. Why? Because it still leaves Joe Kennedy with his son as president and they would have flipped this country upside down. And I believe that when I read that no. assessment, I think that's the right assessment they made. Yeah. That if, if if Bobby was really the target, mm-hmm. why don't you just kill the attorney general? Send a message to the family. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, obviously we're we're speculating. We're just repeating mm-hmm. history, guys. We're not saying anything here. I don't want anybody to jump to conclusion. All no, but we're this saying is what is the mob said. If yeah. that was a strategy, exactly. that they identified with that because they were scared but, of Joe. But but here's the thing with this. You know, I talked to a guy who just had a conversation with Trump earlier today, okay? Won't give the name. He says, we had a call, and we we had to talk 14 different issues together. And he's been a friend of his for a long time. And that's not Giuliani, by the way. He's been a friend of his for a long time. And he said, it's wild how this guy at this age can compartmentalize 14 different issues. He says, in a 26-minute conversation, we talked about 14 different issues, and he was sharp on every single one of them while he's dealing with this. Hmm. So what are we going to do with Are we going to do this? Call this guy. What are we going to do with it? He's like, he is so flipping sharp. Meaning, do you try to tire this guy out? He's not there yet. Okay, this is a guy that may be living into his 90s, okay, the way he is, right? Perfect, no problem. But, Tom, there is a different. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's different with the kid. I woke up when somebody called out my dad. I woke up when somebody called out my dad. I'm just a party guy. You embarrass my dad, game over. For the rest of your life, you're going to have to deal with me, right? Those five kids and the grandkids are watching this saying, you did that to my papa? You did that to my dad? No problem. You're going to have to deal with me for decades. So, again, you win the battle, but this type of an event, first time in the history of America that you're doing this, you're humiliating the last name. You may have just woke up a giant, and it isn't who you think it is. Uh, anyways, quick, quick final thoughts check, before we wrap way, up here. This is the second time this has happened. I don't know if you knew that. The first time, not being uh, ironic here, Ulysses S. Grant was arrested and charged for speeding with a horse and buggy in the 1870s. So there is some precedent here. But that's how ridiculous this is. It's been 150 years since something like this has happened. And it was a uh, a... Civil War general, ex-president, president, that was arrested speeding in a horse and buggy. That's like so, history right there. so ugly. Every politician yeah. has a closet, and it just so happens that Joe Biden's is pretty big. And with Hunter and everything that's there, 
the tables turn on this and there's different leadership, you know what? It's just going to come right back the other way. And I don't wish that on America. No. That's more distraction for America. That's more laughing that China and Iran and Russia just laugh at us. But you can see it coming. You know what I mean, Sauce? You can see it coming. That's, yeah. That is a closet full of easy targets. And if it swings back the other way, duck. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, we'll we'll stay on top of this. We got a story. Uh, we got a, another podcast that's coming up live uh, in two days in South uh, Florida. If you are wanting to uh, join us in this one, uh, text the uh, word uh, podcast to 310-340-1132. Once again, text the word podcast to get any of the updates of what we're doing with our next live podcast to 310-340-1132. Again, text the word podcast to 310-340-1132. I have one prediction for you, Pat. Here we go. Thursday night, Yeah, it's going to be on fire. I think so. On the PBD Live podcast. I think we're going to have people lined up outside of the building trying to get in. I think that's what's going to happen on Thursday. Anyways, take care, everybody. We'll see you again. Uh, We'll do this again Thursday night, 7 p.m. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.